Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to the 34th episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So excited for today's episode. We have an e-commerce and email marketing expert, Jessica Totillo-Coster of the e-commerce Badassery. And we are geeking out over all things email marketing, funnels, automations, and really how to leverage email marketing so you can make money while you're sleeping. Email marketing is one of my very favorite tools for growing a product-based business. And it's one that personally helped my subscription box business grow a lot and what I implement for all my clients today. It is a way that you can, number one, you don't own your social media. So email is one of the platforms that you always should be working to growing your email list. So anyway, this episode is absolutely amazing. One of my faves and I cannot wait for you to dive into it. And then before we get started, I want to quickly talk about I'm hosting a summer workshop series. It's online workshops, live workshops. They are going to, we're going to be hosting five workshops throughout the month of basically the entire month of July. And then one is the last week of June. So these are going to be marketing workshops that are really going to help increase your sales, um, create automations, all the things basically. So all the things that I teach and talk about all the time, make more money, get more customers, basically. So uh, marketing is the secret sauce to making more sales for your business. It's something that I'm super passionate about. And I get the same questions from people all the time over and over again. And I did some polls recently and asked you what you wanted to learn more about. And these are the five topics that you express the most interest in. So Instagram, email marketing, product photography, and working with influencers. So you can get the workshop series as a bundle for $150. Um, After June 25th, the price goes up. So you have a few days to grab the bundle of workshops, $150, um, or you can purchase each workshop for $57. So workshop number one is going to be Instagram content planning. So what to post on Instagram and what to say for two to three months. Instagram content stuff is probably one of the bulk questions I get all the time the most. What do I post? What do I say? I don't know what to do on Instagram. So now you can plan with me. So this workshop is probably my the one I'm most excited about just because I really, really like helping people plan their content for Instagram, what to say, what to post, uh, captions, 
hashtags even, although we're not really going to talk about hashtags in this. But anyway, um, that's June 28th at 10 a.m. Spots are limited. So if you want to reserve your spot, click the link in the show notes and get your booty on there. Workshop number two is going to be, and then the rest of the workshops are going to be every Wednesday for the entire month of July. So workshop number two, how to sell on Instagram. So the non-sleazy guide to growing a community and selling more products using Instagram. Workshop number three, email marketing, create and plan your promotion email marketing campaigns. I'm so excited about that one. Uh, Workshop number four, product photography. So learn how to create eye-catching images that make people come back for more. So this, we're going to dive deep into uh, DIY hacks, how to find a cheap photographer, an affordable photographer, sorry, um, and what kind of product imagery you need for your business. And then last but not least, which I think everyone will be the most excited about is Influencer Marketing 101. Really how to grow your business working with influencers, how to find them, how to make the most out of your collaboration and what to do if you do not have a budget. So that is my summer workshop series. I'm so excited about it. You can grab your tickets in the link below. And if you miss, so if you're listening to this episode and it's already like the middle of July, you can still grab the bundle of workshops and watch the past ones. So you can still get all the content. It just wouldn't be a live workshop. But anyway, grab the bundle. It's in the show notes below. And I hope to see you at the summer workshops. All right, guys, grab your coffee, grab your wine, and let's dive into the next episode. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to have you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I could talk about, you know, e-commerce and all this (laughs) stuff all day long. So I'm very excited. Same. I love it. I feel like there's not that many e-commerce people out there that actually educate and and teach other people how to grow an e-commerce business. So I definitely do feel like I kind of geek out with those conversations. I absolutely love them. Um, Just to kind of get started, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about you and what you're doing now for your current business? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go way back. And I used to sleep in my new shoes as a little girl, um, which is only slightly relevant, but it kind of sets the stage for everything that came after that. And I've been in retail for 20 plus years. I used to have my own brick and mortar boutique. And then for the last few years, I was working in, you know, marketing and then moved into the e-commerce space. And I think I landed here because it's like the perfect marriage of, you know, that analytical side and the creative side of my brain, which any test I've ever taken in my entire life says I'm like split 50-50. So I think that's why I just kind of fit in this space so much. Um, and I, you know, I started e-commerce badassery actually by accident when Shopify and MailChimp broke up and a lot of people were moving to Klaviyo. Okay. And I was already using that. And they, you know, I was in all these Facebook groups because I just love being around that entrepreneurial energy. And people were like, you know, oh, wait, can, can you help me with Clavio? Because I was just kind of talking to them about it. And that's how I ended up with like my first two clients. And it turned out to be the best job ever. So now I work with scrappy e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping them grow their traffic sales and profit in their e-commerce businesses. And I do that mostly through kind of like high level strategy and consulting. And then I have a really big focus on email marketing as well. I love that. And I love, um, and I have to ask you before we even dive into the other stuff, I'd love to hear you. (laughs) 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on MailChimp. Like, do you love MailChimp? Are you team MailChimp or are you kind of <laughs> team Clavio? <laughs> yeah, fair question. So I'm definitely team Clavio. I am their unofficial number one fan. Um, I've used MailChimp in other businesses before. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve with them in the past was their automation builder was so not intuitive to set up and it was, I just struggled with it and I'm pretty tech savvy. So when I struggle with something, I'm like, they didn't build this right. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I will say that now MailChimp has journeys, which are drag and drop automation. So I did... I gave them another chance. I kind of, I signed up for a new account so I could kind of go check it out. They gave me access to like all the features for a limited amount of time, but some of their segmentation is still very limited mm -hmm. um, in terms of like what kind of conditions you can use in the segment. So I tried to give them another chance. I saw the segmentation issue and I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't get on board with it. I can't. <laughs> I love it. It's I'm I'm laughing because I feel like I'm always bashing Mailchimp, and I don't mean to. It's just I just can't yeah. help. It. Um, there's so many really great email marketing softwares out there, and I also do love. I keep saying Clavio, Clavio. Um, I also love Clavio. I really push that with any clients or students that I have. I think Clavio can feel hard to set up, which I think is great where you can come in place, which we can talk about later. Um, but the power, the analytics, the data, like the, the amazing things you can do is it, it's like mind blowing. Like I get so excited when I go through clients data, cause I'm like, Oh my God, you can see all this information. And like, that's what you want for your email marketing. Yes. So it's, it's so powerful. So yeah, I just had to ask about the MailChimp because coming like chatting with an email marketing person, like you get it. And, um, I just think MailChimp is, is frustrating. You know, they've just missed the mark. So, yeah. And for me too, like I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. Like I end up bashing MailChimp and I really don't mean to, but it just, it's just not as good. Now, I think if you are a non-product based business, if you are a service based or informational based business, maybe MailChimp is fine. Yeah. But like you were saying, the data, the data that Clavio gives you and the power of it, you are pretty much only limited by your imagination, which yeah. can sound very overwhelming. <laughs> but as you get more comfortable with email marketing, you really realize like, wow, there's some cool stuff that I can do. It's very exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, it's, it's very exciting. And, um, yes, I love the, you know, capabilities and the power behind that, especially when you can just, you know, retarget people. And I don't know, we could, we could probably ramble on about this for a while, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I just, I had to ask So, Um, so in terms of your clients, I know you work with a lot of e-commerce clients. Do you work with subscription box businesses too? Yes. Yeah, so actually I had a subscription box of my own once. Admittedly, I only shipped one season because wow. me and my business partner, it was a side gig for both of us. Mm -hmm. And she ended up getting pregnant and we were like, huh, 
this is going to be really hard to sustain. So we ended up letting it go, but it was so much fun. And I really learned so much. I did so much research understanding that industry because I think that was maybe 2018. Okay. So it was kind of at the height of excitement for sub boxes. But one of my very first, um, email clients was a subscription box. And that was a ton of fun, really. And she was on Klaviyo and using Recharge and really kind of digging into what was the journey that the customer was taking Mm -hmm. and really being able to support them at every step in email. And then I had another consulting client who also has a subscription box and we did some fun stuff with her too. So I'm definitely versed in the space. Sure. Oh, cool. I love that. I didn't know you had a subscription box though. I feel like, okay, of course you did, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like when you do one, it's, it feels good to do the other, you know, e-commerce subscription there. They're very overlapping in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and I know you help, you said you help your clients, um, increase traffic, increase revenue, et cetera. What are some quick wins for e-commerce success or subscription box success? Um, really strategies or tactics for them that people can kind of start implementing today if they wanted to. I love this question. I have a couple things that I always, my go-tos um, when I talk about this. So one, I want everyone to remember that there's really only three ways to make more money in your business. You have to attract new customers. You have to get your customers to shop more or spend more when they're already shopping, or you need to bring them back more often. And the easiest way to do that is to just get them to spend more when they're already shopping, right? So if you think about your experience going to any brick and mortar store, you're going to have all of those impulse purchases by the register. Yep. You're there for a reason, right? It's to get you to spend more money and increase your average order value. So as a subscription box, this can be, you know, it's a little bit harder on the renewal because that's kind of happening in the background, right? The customer's not shopping. But when they first shop with you, you have an opportunity to, yes, they're getting the box, but do you have also like a little boutique on your store? Maybe you are selling excess product, excess inventory. Maybe you have some one-time boxes. This is my favorite trick for subscription boxes, guys. If you have leftover inventory or even at the beginning of like your open cart time, if you're doing like consistent launches, mm-hmm. put a one-time box just in your e-commerce store but raise the price, right? They're paying a premium because they're not subscribing. But one, people will buy your old boxes that they maybe weren't a subscriber yet. And two, people who maybe aren't ready to commit to a subscription will also buy those one-time boxes to get a taste of what it's like to, you know, have your stuff. So That is something that when someone is first subscribing, you can, you know, use a cross-sell app and say, hey, have you seen these? And show them some of the product that you have in your little shop. So that's my favorite way to easily increase your AOV. And you can either do it before they check out or even after, Mm -hmm. Um, especially now if, you know, is most of your audience maybe on Shopify? Yeah, Shopify and then some are on Create Joy. Other platforms I don't even really 
I don't even go there, but <laughs> I mean, like big commerce is good, but I don't like a lot of clients will have shops on like WordPress or Squarespace, which, you know, is okay. But I feel like Shopify is number one. So yeah, for sure. So now that subscriptions are integrated with the regular Shopify checkout, mm-hmm. you know, you can use an app like one click upsell that will upsell them another product after they complete their purchase. So mm-hmm. as much as you can get them to spend on that first order, amazing. So definitely put a cross sell or an upsell app on your store. So that's my number one thing. And The other is email marketing. So Mm -hmm. I have a couple things around this. One, that's how you get people to come back for repeat purchases, right? Which is the second easiest way to make money in your business. Um, And something that you can do right now is go back and look at the emails you've already sent. Find one that performed really well whether you are, you know, signing up new subscribers or selling items from your, you know, little side boutique and resend it, resend it to any new people who have signed up for your list and resend it to anyone who didn't open it the first time. Mm, I love that. And you will like make money right away. That's my favorite little trick. Mm. (laughs) I love that. I feel like I'm I feel like that's something I do because I feel like I'm very lazy with stuff. And I'm like, okay, what if I done that's already worked? I'll just resend it or change the subject line and like swap out one picture and I'll just resend it. Uh, (laughs) Like for things to be effective, it doesn't always have to be more work for us. We just want things to be easy. So I love that. Just resend it to people that didn't open and resend it to um, any new people. So that's awesome. And if it was, you know, if that email was something you sent six months ago, like nobody's going to remember, you can send it to the same people who opened it last time and maybe just didn't take the action that you wanted them to take. Nobody is paying as close attention to us as we are to ourselves. Yes. I love that. That's so true. (laughs) Um, There's so many little fun email hacks and what else in terms of email marketing? Um, I love email marketing for a lot of different things. I think I love that you were talking about the three ways to grow your business. And I can't agree with you more. So in terms of emails, I know this is something that a lot of, a lot of my students, clients, audience ask me all the time. And like, we talked about this before we started recording, like there's a lot of misunderstandings about email marketing and what it is and what it's not. Um, what else can people do for email marketing to um, just to get more repeat business? Let's say um, for subscription boxes. For sure. So the number one thing any e-commerce business needs to do, whether you're a sub box or you're just selling one-off stuff, is you need to have all of your automation set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we want to, and we can go through all of those, that could probably be a whole podcast episode on its own. <laughs> But one of the most important things, especially in a subscription box, right? Like your money is rarely made on the first month or first season, however often you ship. It's made in those repeat purchases, right? That recurring revenue. So when they place their first order, you want to have a really strong post-purchase sequence Mm-hmm. that's going to help them have a really good experience with your product. So when you're trying to decide what's going to go into that post-purchase, I always ask myself, what does the customer need to know and understand 
to have a good experience and come back and leave a positive review. Mm-hmm. So make one of the biggest things that I've seen over all my years of just being in retail and customer service, which can be so exhausting, especially as a CEO, when you're wearing a million hats, I totally get it. But most of the time it's because of unmet expectations, right? The customer had some idea of what this was going to look like and be like, and it didn't, didn't line up, but that was probably our fault because we didn't set the expectation and articulate that to them. So depending on what your product is, that's also going to dictate what's in that post-purchase. But I'll give you an example of a subscription client I had. She sells women's razors and she has this like the most amazing shave butter ever in all of these wonderful scents. Like it's so good. I'm so obsessed with it. Um, So what we, and she had been in business for a while. So we had some data to work with. So I started looking through her previous negative reviews. What were people saying that they didn't like? And one of the things that happened, so her razor is not plastic. It's a rose gold metal and it does have like a little grip on the side and I've been using it. And I've never had it slip out of my hand, but all of these women were saying, oh, it's so slippery, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, are they not rinsing the shave butter off of their hand before they grip the razor? So (laughs) it seems like a simple thing. Like you think everyone would get it, but it happened to me in the shower when I was using the product. And that was when the light bulb went off. I'm like, okay, In all like the weeks I've been using this, the only time it slipped was when I didn't rinse my hands off. Mm -hmm. So we made sure in the post-purchase to explain that to them, to make sure like, okay, you know, you're going to use this much shave butter because a little bit goes a long way. Like when I first got the the package, I was like, this isn't going to be enough to like last me for a week, but you only need like a dime size amount. So she created videos kind of walking them through. And I know it feels like the most basic thing, but you have to think of your customers as (laughs) eight-year-olds. That's the, that's the age I like to target. Uh, We have to make it super, super simple for them. Um, And what's funny is setting up these post purchases, she started to kind of get like feedback from her customers. Like, Oh my God, thank you so much for like supplying this information to me and things like that. So think about what your customers are likely struggling with your reviews and your customer service inquiries are the perfect place to get that information. I love that. That's such a great thing. And, um, I actually did something similar with a different client I had recently where I was helping her just kind of come up with her overall marketing strategy. And she was getting a ton of people that were canceling her. Her turn rate was very, very high. And so I was going through all the reviews and again, like trying to figure out what, where's there, there's a disconnect between her website, what she's putting out there, what people are expecting. And then, um, you know, what they're receiving. And there's a massive disconnect because people are leaving all these reviews that were very negative. So kind of like combing through the data and figuring out, okay, you need to give more information. So we went and added more information on her website and added more again in the automations and stuff. And, you know, it really does make a huge difference, but I love that you also kind of said like we have, 
you know your product, you know your product inside and out. Do not ever assume that everyone else knows because guess what? They don't know. They actually probably don't know anything about your product. And so you have to, you were, you said it in a nicer way. I kind of call it like, <laughs> I actually say idiot proofing and I don't mean that in a rude way, but someone once told me, I'm not sure where I heard this, but someone once said, you have to create craft your website. So a drunk person can literally navigate through and check out with ease. So that's, I have that in my head all the time. It, it <laughs> never left my head. Cause I'm like, that's actually genius. If you actually craft your emails and your website, knowing that no people don't know about your business and you have to explain it in a really thorough way, it actually makes, it actually makes so much more sense. So again, I love that you, of course, said it nicer than I did. Um, but I love that, you know, it's just true. Like you really yeah. have to create things that they seem so obvious to you, but they're not like, they are not obvious. And the fact that people will complain about like a slippery razor that just shows you that, you know, there needs to be a bit more information. And I love that the person made a video. I think that's, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's actually genius. Cause you're going to save people um, not save people. You're going to save yourself the time because, you know, you know, you had an e-commerce business when people aren't sure about something, what are they going to do? They're going to email you. Like yes. you don't want people to email you. Like how can you combat people not emailing you? You put information in your emails, on your website, um, on your confirmation page when they buy from you, like you have to spell it out for people because <laughs> time with customer service email, like they're never fun. So that's such a good point. There are, (laughs) you know, I feel like the number of customer service inquiries you get is just as important a metric to track in your business as your conversion rate, right? Because if you are getting a lot of inquiries about the same thing, there's some, there's information missing on your website and your emails, all of that. And I actually have a friend now, granted, she works for a very big company where everyone is like super specialized, but her one job, her one metric, her one grade of whether or not she's doing her job well is to lower customer service inquiries. Hmm. Yeah. So like all she does is figure out how can we create a better experience for the customer so they don't have to contact us. I would get bored doing one thing all day like that, but yeah. that's how important it really is. That's amazing. I love that. And that's so true because the more people don't understand something, again, it's just going to come back on you and suck up more of your time. And you want it to be, you know, there's a there's a balance between like too much information and the right information, but you want it to, you want it, you want people to understand what you're selling to them quickly and not have to kind of come to you with questions. So, and that's awesome. And I would get bored too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I need to do like many things. Yes. Um, but that's a cool, definitely a cool job though. And then in terms of just, I know that we're talking about repeat customers a little bit. I love getting people to come back to you. Um, could you talk a little bit about repeat customers and sort of like a few ways to get people to buy from you beyond, um, let's say we're talking about a subscription box. How do you, how do you get people to buy other things from you other than the actual subscription besides the add-on that you were just talking about? Is there anything else? Yeah. Another way you can do this. And one of my previous clients does this. So she has a rewards program 
where, you know, as you stay subscribed, every time you have a repeat order, you earn rewards points, but those points can only be spent in the boutique. So she's got, you know, a leftover merchandise. She brings in some other complimentary items just to kind of fill out that boutique a little bit. Um, and then once they do, like once they earn enough points to get a reward, they come and spend like five times what their rewards dollars were. Like they're not just, okay, where's that like $20 item so I can get it for free? No, they're buying a whole bunch of stuff. So that's a really cool way to do it and really keeps them in your orbit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the way to actually get their attention is through those campaign emails. So yes, you have your automations that really supports the customers like initial shopping journey and, um, you know, bringing them back for repeats as well. Maybe they, tr- maybe they canceled their subscription and, but they just said, Maybe the reason was, oh, I'm going to be back, right? That's that's something that you can talk to them about in an automation. Whereas those campaigns, those one-off emails, that's where you're going to create content maybe around a holiday or a gift-giving holiday, or maybe you're going to run a promotion, that sort of thing. But I think the easiest way to bring those subscription box customers back and still spending with you is you have to have something else to sell them. Mm -hmm. So whether that's more product or maybe it's educational content kind of depends what your box is. But, you know, if you've got a subscription box for female entrepreneurs, right, you can obviously sell education around that. Maybe you have a box around skincare. Maybe you can create some digital content that you can sell around taking care of your skin. So it doesn't always have to be physical products. Um, You can go digital in a product-based business and that has really good margins, (laughs) right? Because you just create it once. You don't have to hold inventory. So that's always a nice, fun way. Okay. I love that. And I, I do now that I'm in the service end of things, um, I had a subscription box business for almost three years and, you know, it can feel very heavy. Like, again, I know that you understand this. It feels heavy to have physical inventory, especially if you're a small business, it's still in your house or your own warehouse. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that feels heavy. And so I love the idea of incorporating a digital product that you don't have to ship. You don't have to like, No, it's it's done automatically and that's incredible. I'd love to hear like maybe a little bit more about that. Um, I have one client who we do have a digital product. It is, it's more of a lead magnet, not a paid product, but I love the idea of a paid product for anyone who's listening that has a subscription box. Um, how might they figure out like a digital opportunity or a digital product opportunity, if you don't mind? Yeah, let's dig into that. So think about you know, why is the customer coming to buy your product? And it's not because they want your product. It's because they want the outcome that your product Mm -hmm. provides. Um, So we'll use the shaving example. You know, you can go get a razor anywhere, but the way she positions her business is like, make this chore, right? (laughs) Because it's a freaking chore make this chore into something that you can actually enjoy, right? It's a luxury experience with this amazing scented shea butter and this heavy weighted rose gold razor. Mm. Um, 
especially for moms, I'm not a mom, but I do. I have a lot of mom clients who all tell me the shower is like their one quiet time. (laughs) Right. I love it. And that's when she had the idea for her business was in the shower. So we really lean, leaned into that in all of the messaging Mm of, you know, this is about you giving yourself, treating yourself something special. That's why people buy this. They can get a razor anywhere. They can get a cheaper razor, right? She's not inexpensive. Um, And so really dig into why the customer is buying your product. Maybe you have, maybe you sell healthy snacks. So why are they buying that? Because they want to be in better health. So you can create other content around having better health. Um, And whenever you sell a product, you should be pretty educated in that, right? You should be the subject matter expert there. So it should be really easy for you to come up with this. And look, it doesn't have to be this like big 50 module course. Like Mm -hmm. it can be maybe a couple of video lessons. Maybe it's a couple templates. Like if, if it's a health related thing, maybe it's a meal plan and you give them a template. It can be like, you know, a $17, $27 product that is a no brainer for people to just add on to their purchase, right? So if you could raise your average order value by, or your first order, right? By 17 bucks, like that would be pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, skincare too is a great one. If you are selling skincare, um, maybe you sell like a little ebook on, cause here's the thing, right? All the things we put on our face, everything on the outside. Yes, it helps, but it's really the inside out, right? The health of our body comes from the inside out. So when you're talking to somebody about how to have better skin, it's not only use my product. It's get a good night's rest. It's eat healthy. It's drink more water. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're if you're like a beauty box and you do makeup, that's really easy. Just like sell the makeup tutorials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So just think about why they're actually buying your product and what else might matter to them that is related to your product. Keep it simple. Just like, you know, sending emails, creating content. I think we all overthink it and it has to be like the coolest, most amazing thing or Oh, so-and-so already did this, right? They already talk about this, but nobody talks about it the way you talk about it. I'm not the only person who teaches email or e-commerce. Yeah. The people come to me because they resonate with me or they like the way I teach or whatever it is. And the same is going to be true for your listeners. I love that. And I like, I just have to like point out one thing that you said, because this is something that I talk about a lot is understanding why people buy from you is one of the most important things that you can do for your business. If you're, especially if you're not growing, if you're not growing and you're kind of stuck. Um, and I get a lot of people coming to me in that stage. They're like, I don't know why I'm not selling. And I always say, well, it's essential that you understand the why, like, why does someone buy from you and not Amazon or not your competitor? And like, you know, it's not the razor, it's the experience. It's the outcome. It's like the result, the razor, provides for you. And you kind of dug into like talking about the mom things, like, you know, moms are busy and the shower is one of our like sacred quiet times, which I agree with. And so (laughs) 
you're marketing that, not the actual razor. And I, I just want to point that out because it's such an important thing that people need to kind of understand more. And yeah, that was good. It was a good example. <laughs> the razor and like the the shea butter and then the shower thing. Like it was a very good example. So I love it. <laughs> good. Um, I hope I always try. I'm like, how can I explain this in a way that people can really wrap mm-hmm. their heads around it? Because I think yeah. we, we get so much in our own heads. Um, and we forget that these are just people, people with problems who need help people who want to feel confident, people who want to save time. So what is the reason that they are coming to you? And I will, you know, we didn't really talk about this, but just to say like, don't compete on price because that's just a race to the bottom and people will pay more for things that they value, Mm -hmm. right? Amazon is not less expensive, Mm-hmm. If you look, especially for third-party sellers, it's more expensive to buy it on Amazon than it is to buy it from their website because they're raising the price to cover Amazon's fees. Mm-hmm. But why do people buy it from Amazon? Because they can get it in two days. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, there's, yeah, I feel like a whole different conversation is like around how to differentiate your business from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> So many things. Um, but I love to talk a little bit about acquiring um, new customers. I know this is something that, um, you know, you help a lot of your clients with. So in terms of not relying on advertisements, which is my big thing too, I definitely, um, you know, I have no problem against advertisements, but I know for my business, I didn't use ads at all. And I was able to grow to multi six figures. So if I can do it, then other people can too. Um, what are some of your favorite ways for people to acquire new customers without ads? Getting in front of other people's audiences. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I'm on Carrie's podcast. This is me getting in front of Carrie's audience, right? Mm-hmm. So getting in front of other people's audiences and collaborating with complementary businesses. So you're obviously not going to, you know, part if you're a snack box, like don't go partner with another snack box. But <laughs> if you're a healthy snack box, maybe you partner either with the brands that you're actually featuring in your box, or maybe you there's someone who is um like more of a health and fitness type thing. Like find someone who's complimentary, who's speaking to the same type of person and partner together. And there's a few ways that you can do this um, to keep it kind of simple. One of my favorite ways for product-based businesses would be like email shout outs. So you can feature each other in each other's emails. You can put inserts in each other's boxes. You can go live together on social media. Um, So I love collaboration. and creating those relationships. Cause here's the other thing, like, look, I'm not going to lie. There's going to be like some crappy business owners and people that you don't want to partner with. Right. Like there are just going to be some sucky people out there, but there's also a lot of amazing people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you can partner with them, build a relationship with them, support each other, you are going to grow together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I will, I would say like, stay away from giveaways because that just attracts people who want free stuff. It's not my favorite thing. Um, especially these days, especially like all those loop giveaways. I think that has yeah. <laughs> kind of, um, died down a little bit now, but so collab- yeah. collaboration is my favorite way. And then you also have the influencer space, which I know influencers have a get a little bit of a bad rep, right? And we wonder if it's worth it. I get it, but I want you to reframe the role of the influencer. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about direct ROI. Like, okay, so-and-so posted about me and five people came and subscribed to my sub box. Sometimes their role is to create really amazing content that you can use on your own channels, mm-hmm. right? To attract the people that you want to attract, because maybe that's not your skill set, right? We're not all content creators. Let's be serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that. And also it adds legitimacy to you and lets people get a glimpse. Here's the other thing I learned when I had a subscription box. There are people who buy subscriptions and people who don't. Mm-hmm. But the people who buy subscriptions buy multiple subscriptions, like they're subscribed to a lot of boxes. So (laughs) if you can get in front of those people, that is naturally going to, you know, increase your visibility. And I would say put more effort into getting in front of the people who are going to um, subscribe to your box versus trying to get people who are not really into subscriptions to subscribe. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Go with where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. And so stick to that subscription box community. Okay. And how just like, I know I have some ideas of how people might do that. How, how do you think people could find that those subscription box communities I have found the majority of the people that I now collaborate with through Facebook groups. I've also found some people on Clubhouse. Um, If you are in, you know, I have some programs that I do with like my e-commerce people and I'm always like, oh, you know what? I need to introduce these two people because they're going to complement each other. Um, So just getting in and around people who are doing what you do, not only is it just a supportive place to be when, you know, like your friends and family, like they don't get it. They don't understand what you're doing. You probably feel alone. Right. So like insert yourself into those communities. Um, I have even, I have joined group programs, like simply to be in the group, not because I needed the education. Yeah. I needed the group and the support system um, and the people who understood what I was trying to do. I love that. Yeah. And when you were just saying like, you probably felt alone and and your friends and family don't get what you're doing. I'm like, yep. Yep. (laughs) That's why so much of what I do for my current business is the opposite of what I did with my subscription box. With my subscription business, I had no sense of community no sense of support really like no one. I also had moved from Boston where I'm from to the West coast and I had no physical support system at all. And I was like packing boxes in my garage by myself all the time. And 
had no one to ask questions to. And now I join masterminds group programs. I like, like you have a program that I can learn from you and be part of community of other people that are like me. It's like done, take my damn money Um, (laughs) for my old business. And that was one of like, I talk a lot about my, my biggest mistakes with the business. And that was one of the top two was like, I didn't have a sense of community because I, I don't know, like, I think when you have your first business, like you don't know any better. You don't know how do I find community? How do I find the right community? Because here's the thing, and I have to say this, and I feel like you'll understand. So I am a part of a lot of subscription box Facebook groups and you know, Shopify e-commerce. And what I find is that people have a question, they are wanting to launch a business and they have no idea what they're doing, just like none of us did when we first launched. And they'll post something in a Facebook group. Hey guys, I'm launching my blah, blah, blah subscription box. Um, What should I charge? What size should the box be? Um, Like they basically ask the most important questions to a public group where they know nothing about you, nothing about the customer that you are targeting, who your ideal audience is. Like they don't know anything and they'll throw out this crap information. And I get very upset over these garbage Facebook because people don't know any better and they will listen to these idiots in groups telling them, you know, oh, well you should charge $20 because that's a great number. Like I've seen that. Oh yeah. Just charge $20. That's, that's a good price. And I'm like, no, no, no. I've gotten into like fights and I'm not a fighting person, but like I've gotten into arguments with people because I'm like, you can't, you can't answer that question. Like you don't know about their business and this poor person is going to listen to you and you're going to ruin their business before they even start, you know? Yes. That's such a good point. If, (laughs) if you are asking those big kinds of questions and the person who's answering you is not asking you more questions, that is not the right person. Um, especially when it comes to pricing, because guys like sub boxes, you're the way you make money in sub box is with volume, right? Like naturally your margin is going to be lower than if you were selling one-off products, but like, you've got to get that price like so dialed in. Otherwise you're never going to make any money and you're just going to be drowning always. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Um, with people that I've worked with. And I'm like, girl, you got to raise your, like right now, raise your price. Otherwise you're never <laughs> going to make any money. Um, like, and yeah, you're right. It really is important to, I had a post on my Instagram the other day. Would you take financial advice from a broke person Ooh. who can't pay their bills? No, no. you wouldn't. Love that. So don't take advice from people who don't have the business you want, haven't done what you've done, isn't a success. I think for like e-commerce, if they're a successful marketer of e-commerce, right? Maybe they haven't had their own business. Like, but if they haven't had that, don't take advice from them. I love that. That's it's so it, it is, it's so true. And I think we naturally crave, um, what's the word? Like we crave, um, validation from mm-hmm. our best friends, our boyfriend, our partners, whoever, um, we want people to like what we're doing, but the problem is they're giving you very unbiased feedback. You know, they're yeah. going to say, Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. And that's it. Like, they're not going to go deeper. And that that actually doesn't help you. It actually hurts you because 
your website probably stinks and your product name could be better. Like, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause they just want to, I feel like with your, with your friends and family, right. It kind of goes one of two ways. They just like, yes, you to death because they're just, you know, they just want you to be happy. And if this is what makes you happy, awesome. And then yeah. you have the other side. They're like, what are you crazy? You better go get a real job. Yeah. Um, yes. and both of them are wrong. Like both of them are wrong unless they happen to be entrepreneurs. Like when I decided to go full-time in this business, because I was doing it as a side hustle for a while. And mind you, I'm a grown woman, but I still did not tell my mother until it was already done (laughs) because I knew that she was going to be concerned, right? Because she has all those stories that her parents gave her and she's always been a nine to fiver, right? My ho- No one was an entrepreneur in my family. Mm-hmm. So for her, and I'm her daughter, I'm her youngest. She's always going to be concerned. But like, I had to just know that she was going to give me bad advice. It was from a place of love, but it was still yeah. bad advice. Right? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that you didn't like you waited to tell her until you've already did it. Then you couldn't go back. <laughs> yeah. And I, cause I knew too, like it was so, it was hard for me to make that leap. Like, yes, I have had other businesses before I had a brick and mortar boutique. Right. So it wasn't totally my first rodeo, but I'm older now. Like mm-hmm. you do that kind of stuff in your twenties and it doesn't matter, but like I'm older and my husband is also an entrepreneur. So you know, I was the one with the retirement plan and the health insurance and all. I couldn't just like go on my husband's. Right. So it was a big, big decision. And I just, I was ready, but I knew if I listened to any of that noise, I would chicken out. Yeah. And the moment I did it, my business started to just like take off because I could be and give it all the attention that it needed. So I'm super glad that I did it when I did it. And then I didn't let anyone else, you know, get in my head. Yes. I love that. It's such a good story. And I, I agree with you and I have to like, just really elaborate on that part where you have to, for people that are listening, like you have to make sure you listen to the right people. And I, I'm going to have to go and check out your um, Instagram graphic and because it's, <laughs> it's such a good, it's so important. Like people listen to people that are just giving them terrible advice. Hence the Facebook store that I shared. And I see that every single day. Um, every day I go into a Facebook group, I see terrible advice being given by it's like the blind leading the blind. This person yes. just wants their business and like, God knows what, again, what their website, their emails, their marketing strategy looks like. And they're like telling other people what to do. And it's like completely the blind leading the blind. And that doesn't ever, that's never going to end up um, in a good way. So like, joining group programs, masterminds, getting coaches, like they're the people that have already done all that stuff. And they're just trying to help you. And they're actually going to give you advice that will help your business, not stunt it before it even kind of gets off the ground. So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But I- and it's, so, you know, you still want to connect with those other people, right? Those other beginner people too. But that's, you know, you the conversations you have with them are the ones are those inspirational ones. Like, don't worry, girl, you got it right. Like you're going to them 
for that or a shoulder to cry on if you're feeling stressed out, but you're not going to them for like strategy to grow your business because you guys should probably just be in a group program or working with a coach together probably. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think having that like support system, even if you're both new or beginners or even like one or two years in, but your business is still really small. Like I agree that you want those support people that can just cheer you on. And when you want to quit, like we all have, they're going to help you not jump off that cliff, you know? Um, but I think that's awesome. And then just one last question. So if you could give an e-commerce or subscription business, like one bit of advice, what would that be? Like your best tip or your one best piece of advice? Your business is not about you. Your business is about your customer. And when you truly understand who they are, why they buy from you, why your product matters to them, what matters to them, everything else becomes easier because every decision you make is about them. And are they going, is this going to resonate with them? Are they going to like this? Is this going to make them feel good? Is this going to bring joy to their life? Is this going to solve their problem? It's always about the customer. So when it comes to what content to create on social media, which I know is a huge struggle, um, when it comes to what email to send, when it comes to what products to put in your subscription box, like all of those decisions should be based on the person that you are serving. I love that. Thank you. I couldn't have, couldn't have said that better myself. So <laughs> perfection. So thank you. And, and I agree, like everything is about the customer um, and how your product will help them. So I love that. Um, this was amazing. I've like, I'm obsessed with this conversation. I feel like I've learned so much from you. So I can imagine how much everyone else will learn. Tell people where they can find you and like what offers or services do you have for people? Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you again so much for having me. I, I just love talking about this stuff, mm-hmm. especially because I feel like in the e-com and subscription box space, I feel like there's kind of a lot for the super beginner. Like, here's how to set up your Shopify website, right? And then there is the stuff for the really like, okay, you're doing like eight figures in your e-commerce business, but like, where's the middle? Mm-hmm. Where are the people who are kind of like scrappy? Okay, they got to their first six figures and then they're like, like, now what do I do, right? <laughs> I'm not quite at that level yet. So I really love being able to serve that group. But so I am e-commerce badassery in all the places. That is my website. You can find me on social under that handle. That is the name of my podcast. And I have two main tracks that I work with people on. So I have a consulting relationship and that is where we're on the phone once a month. We're on Voxer and I'm kind of just steering you in the directions you need to go based on your goals, right? Um, and then I have the email track, which is if you don't have your email automation set up and you just want someone to do it for you, mm-hmm. I come in and do that for you. Um, if you've been in business for a while and you're like, you know, yeah, I have my email set up. I'm not really sure if they're doing as good as they should be doing. I have an audit where I just go in and dig into all those nooks and crannies and come out with ways for you to optimize. And I help you prioritize what to do next. I'm always 
anytime I work with clients and this really comes from working with consultants myself in my day job who frankly kind of sucked, right? Um, wasn't always a great experience. And so I really focus on doing things differently, but everything I do is focused on where that client wants to go, what is the vision they have for their business and what is going to get them the quickest results. Like, yes, it's good to have long-term strategies, but also like what's going to make you money right now. Yeah. And help them prioritize that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Um, I really appreciate your time. I know you're really busy and this was amazing. So thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Carrie. It's been awesome. All right, guys, that was such a good episode. Oh my gosh. I I know you were sitting there taking notes or taking mental notes of all the amazing things that you can do to grow your e-commerce business or your subscription box business and how you can leverage email marketing. One of my favorite things to talk about. So amazing episode. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe and please go ahead to Apple podcast and leave a little review. I do a happiness every time someone leaves one. And this episode was brought to you by my course, the Growth Academy Accelerator. So if you want more sales, more customers, more profit, more visibility and better marketing strategies that actually work, then this course is a no-brainer for you. We are open for enrollment, and this course is really your step-by-step system to grow your online store so you can hustle less and create your dream product business. You can head over to kerryfitzgerald.com slash growth dash academy dash accelerator. And this course again is a, it's a 12 module course. It's gonna help you sell subscription box and e-commerce products easier and clearly so you can increase your sales visibility and learn the right way to market and create repeatable systems that result in more sales for your business in 12 weeks. So again, head over to kerryfitzgeraldcom slash growth dash academy dash accelerator. I'll leave that in the show notes below. And it is an amazing course. I teach you everything that I learned from having a subscription box business for almost three years which I grew to multi-six figures without any staff, without ads, without funding. And everything I've learned from my background in marketing and the last two years of consulting with e-commerce and subscription box clients, and I teach you everything I know in my course. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. And thank you again for listening and supporting the podcast. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.